0: Negativity, judgment, hate, illness, death. Life can be overwhelming at times. But what if I tell you that there's a safe space you can escape to? A house where you'll get your weekly shot of extra love. Are you ready to tune in?
1: Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good.
2: Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Or is it good Good night? night. (laughs) Yes, we are back. It's us, the Branson Brothers. So are you ready for some love and positive energy? I am. Good. Because Andy and me are here to administer you that extra shot of love. All the way from (laughs) Ubud Bali, by the way. That's right. We're having our own Eat, Pray, Love Fest here. Now, this is not just a regular episode of Let Love Rule, to Feel Better podcast, it's a special hashtag me Too awareness show. We're taking a stand and we do what we can to support. And in case you haven't been on social media the last few months, well, a lot happened and this Let Love Rule will be about bringing some light and love to a very dark space. You see, since the takedown of Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein, sexual abuse and harassment have been on the front pages and the agenda of many. Encouraged by each other, victims are sharing their stories and the world is listening. And the truth was a lot worse than many were anticipating. But we do feel that times are changing big time now. There will come a time when we look back and talk about the time before and after Harvey Weinstein. That's for sure. Harassment and abuse are no longer silently condoned or ignored by the majority. Women and men are speaking up, sharing their very painful and personal stories. And the end result is a domino effect. Sexual predators are forced to own up to their actions and finally take responsibility. Companies are creating a working atmosphere where victims are no longer shamed or hushed. Yeah, we're all finally paying attention to the outcry out there. Yeah, it took a long time to get there but slowly and surely there's a world emerging where in the end everyone will be more safe from harmful physical and mental abuse. And if we can contribute to that by recording this special awareness episode of Let Love Rule, then, so So we will. will. Are you ready to tune in? Today, we'll talk to stand-up comedian, actress, life coach Kate Romero. We also have Hollywood screenwriter and activist Chelsea Gooden as a guest on the show. And of course, we'll uh, flip a love song. Yeah, and and we're gonna step in the love shower. And uh, we also have a better report about how social media is used to change the world. In our Love Activation Inspiration segment, we'll have a lovely conversation with love coach Megan Lane. In conclusion, with this special episode of Let Love Rule, we want to raise more awareness and support and inspire all brave women and men who came forth the past month. But first things first. This is a special edition of The Better News, as always, compiled by my dear brother Andy Prentice.
1: Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let Love Rule.
2: This week in The Better News, a summary of the shift that happened in Hollywood and surroundings the past few months. Hashtag MeToo spread virally as a two-word hashtag used on social media in October 2017 to denounce sexual assault and harassment. It was actress Alyssa Milano who popularized the content of social activist Tarana Burke in a tweet who started the fire.
3: The MeToo campaign was first created by Tarana Burke 10 years ago to aid sexual assault survivors in underprivileged communities. This is not about me, it's about survivors and it's about what
1: survivors need to be
3: healthy and whole. That movement took off last weekend when Alyssa Milano highlighted it on Twitter, posting, if you've been sexually harassed or assaulted, write me too as a reply to this tweet. This was about showing that this happens everywhere.
2: The catalyst for all this was an article in the New York Times. The newspaper reported that dozens of women had accused Harvey Weinstein, a prominent American film producer, of sexual harassment, sexual assault, or rape. Rumors of Weinstein's casting couch practices had circulated in Hollywood for years, and entertainment figures at times made allusion to them. In 1998, Winnet Paltrow said on Late Show with David Letterman that Weinstein will coerce you to do a thing or two. <laughs> Has someone coerced you <laughs> into being here?
1: Do you count Harvey Weinstein as a coercer? Uh, uh,
2: no, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein is a... As a uh, I, I don't know whether he's in some kind of organized crime now... <laughs> In 2005, Courtney Love advised young actresses in an interview, if Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party in the four seasons, don't go. In 2012, a character on the TV series 30 Rock said the following.
4: I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on no less than three occasions. Out of five.
2: At the 2013 Oscar ceremony, host Seth MacFarlane joked when announcing the Best Supporting Actress nominees. Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harley Weinstein. <laughs> Not long ago, Weinstein was fired from his company and expelled from the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Science. Recent examples of other accused individuals include actor Kevin Spacey. Rush Hour director Brett Ratner, NBC journalist Mark Halperin and former Fox News icon Bill O'Reilly. Gretchen Carson, who sued Fox News boss Roger Ailes alleging sexual harassment and discrimination last year, said this is a national epidemic that's been silenced for too long.
3: I'm optimistic that the hard work I've been doing for the last 15 months is paying off and the gift of courage is contagious. It passes along one woman at a time and look where we are. The hashtag MeToo trending for the last two days and now men are putting out their own hashtags to say, Jeff, (laughs) they want to be on board and we need men to help us. And I know that I have been a voice for so many women who never had one and now I'm seeing that something good is coming of this
2: this is a continuing story
3: you're
1: listening to let love rule with the branson brothers
2: this week in what we love we're going to call with chelsea gooden She's a Hollywood screenwriter and social activist. Hi Len, hi Andy. Hey Chelsea. Chelsea, first off, I already did an introduction about who you are, but it's always better for somebody to tell themselves who they are and what they do. So who are you?
4: I live in Los Angeles and I am a screenwriter here. I write movies, but I am also a leader in activism. I have a group, I am the founder of a group called the Activist Cartel, uh, which has members nationwide of the U.S., but also many members within Hollywood and Los Angeles. And all it is is a uh, newsletter once a month that gives you, that covers a specific theme and topic around women's rights. And I give action items that you can do to help that certain cause.
2: Why did you start the activist cartel?
4: Well, uh, I was very much inspired after the the election of Donald Trump. Um, Everyone, I'd been an activist and volunteered a lot prior to that, but a lot of people reached out and were like, what can I do, Chelsea, what can I do? And I kept telling friends, well, you could do this, you could do that, and then I realized I needed to streamline the process, and I sent out an email to, you know, a smaller group of friends being like, hey, here are some things you can do, and then it exploded from there. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, can you add my 10 friends, can, you know, I want this person to know about it too, and then very quickly I had to make a, a website and a subscriber base because I realized that there was such a need for people to direct their actions. A lot of people feel stilted when they don't know what to do or don't feel like they have enough, enough education around a topic so instead they end up doing nothing. But a lot of people really do want to take action, really do want to help, and they just are unsure what would be best. So I'm just making that super easy for them. I might sometimes it's called, there's a term out here we're using called slacktivism <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's a person that maybe can't dive in fully headfirst and show up to every single march or protest or something like that. But they, they can pick up their phone and call their representative or they can do one little thing even just once a week.
2: So almost one in three women have experienced sexual harassment and one in four people have witnessed harassment of a co-worker. Why are actions and, and comments like grab them by the pussy brushed aside and, and Donald Trump is elected to be a president a role model in this country Uh, why do you think that happened I mean it's kind of hard to to grasp that for me and for us here of course
4: so this goes back to such a much more grassroots how we socialize our young how we socialize kids how we particularly socialize little boys and so I'm very passionate about how we can start at a much earlier age on creating on, on defining redefining what masculinity is and so often we tell little boys you need to be a man and don't cry like a girl and all these very toxic phrases that are socializing boys to look at little girls and women as less than. And, and so often we don't let little boys feel all of their emotion. They're taught that they can feel one emotion, anger. Little boys are taught you can be angry and that's about it. You know, you can't be scared, you can't uh feel sad. And then what does anger often lead to? An expression of it, it often leads to violence and harassment or discrimination. You know, there's a lot of different ways it can bubble out, but we're not letting men express a full range of emotions.
2: So me and many other men are, are finally waking up and, and stepping up. I feel things are changing. I think there's going to be a before and after Harvey Weinstein. But what can we do to expedite this overdue process? What can we do? Well, thank
4: you for saying that, and I agree with you. I do think we're at a turning point. So, what they, what men can do in this starting this kind of new process, this new shift, is first of all, they do. It's really important to listen and learn, hear these stories and receive the fact that, and better understand a woman's experience, right? How they experience the world and, and manage their safety all the time, and how we. It's just a part of our lives managing a certain level of harassment, whether it's just cat calls or, you know, feeling like you can't. Speak up in a boardroom because a man is going to interrupt you and dominate the conversation. Um, but uh, a lot has to do with men inviting it. So you know, they, men right now are the powerful, dominant uh, group, if you will, and and they have to they have to actually initiate a lot of this change. Because if women could have done this by themselves, we would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. So instead, men have to invite it, and so there it could be. Many different moments. So let's say it's a moment where a man witnesses a woman at work being slightly sexually harassed, whether it's just joking around or not. Mm-hmm. In that moment, a man can now choose to step in and be like, hey, man, that's not cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. And it's shocking how effective that actually is because men listen to men. I say that unfortunately. But when a woman tries to call out a man, she comes off as a nag or she's crazy or she's, you know, she's uh, calmed down, you know, and that's how we get treated when we try to speak up in moments like that but whereas if a man calls out a man it's super effective then on top of that if they witness really uh really bad stuff they need to go and like you know they could go to that woman's office and be like hey i saw that too do you need my support do you need my help do you need me to be a witness if you're gonna bring this up to human resources or whatever it might be so however men can be allies uh That needs to happen. They also need to look around when they are in positions of power in, say, uh, if they're on a board or something, and they look around and they see that there's no women that are even participating that like they even have a, a position on that board. There's so many boards of massive businesses or charities or many different things that don't even have women in places of leadership, and men need to start inviting women into those places of leadership actively and consciously.
2: A lot of times, I think fear is playing out fear for women to come out and you know tell what happened or share what happened with them and for men also they they fear to be uh, casted out by the other man um when do you, when do you step up and how do you yeah yeah, yeah it's a
4: great question yeah. that's a great question because so often fear just makes influences so many of our decisions right and usually they're not the right decision when we're making decisions based out of fear
2: And how so- the harvey weinstein case is basically i mean 30 years uh, fear has actually kept people from coming forward. So yeah. so wh- how to deal with that? What what do you, what do, you do?
4: Well, yes, they, we have to create an environment where women will know that they will be believed. That's why we need to, when you hear someone bring up, when a woman does bring these things up, and lots of times men need to invite it, like, hey, what have been your experiences? I, I believe you, that you... Uh, went through that and then the more we create a culture around believing the victim mm-hmm. the more women will g- not have that fear That's right, yeah. to speak up
2: yeah there's an, an email going around also from uh, a Hollywood insider telling his side of the story saying he knew things were fishy he knew things were happening because- I can tell
4: you everybody knew like I have here yeah. in Hollywood everybody knew and uh, yeah no one was doing anything and uh I mean, it, it, it is wild. I'm telling you that Weinstein has gotten away with this for so long. I, I think it's personally, I think it's crazy and angering and if anything, I hope that That does wake everyone up, but I'm I'm glad people are stepping forward saying, "Hey, everyone knew about this, and I was a part of that problem Mm for not speaking up." And now we're seeing this massive shift where everyone's like, "No, we all believe you. We are all on your side. We are firing Harvey Weinstein. We are kicking him out of the academy." Like it is a humongous shift,
2: and I'm excited about it. Yes, yes, we we are excited too. There's a purge happening. There's something happening. There's a shift. And it's going to be before and after harvey weinstein uh just look at fox news and people ousted there um, exactly i mean yeah so we're, we're really happy that this shift is happening and and one thing that people can do because that's basically why you started the activist is subscribing to the newsletter that you send out monthly do, do you think that one day you don't have to send out any newsletters anymore and is that day coming you think Yes, do
4: I? Am I working with all of my heart and soul toward a day that we no longer need the activist cartel? Yes, without yes. a doubt, I'm working toward that. But uh, I sit back and I look at this list of issues that I want to cover and I'm like, oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's still some work to do, but we, we want to be optimistic about it. And, and we do see something happening. We feel something happening right now. And, and, and that's why we're talking and that's why we're doing this awareness episode. And that's why we were talking to you. And thank you so much for your time and the work you put in. It's it's very important work. You are so inspiring, and we're honored uh, to have you uh, on our oh, show. Oh, thank
4: you, thank you for leading with your heart so awesomely.
2: Yes. so appreciate you. We will continue doing that also. Oh yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> thank you. All right,
2: thank you so much, Chelsea.
1: Welcome to Let Love Rule. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do.
2: Okay, Andy, it's time for What Would Love Do? And and here we serve up a grueling dilemma we face, and we ask, what would love do? And today we're going to call with uh, Kate Romero from Los Angeles, and she has a story to share that will put you on the edge of wherever you are listening to this podcast. Hello, Kate.
3: Hello, Lynn. Hello, Andy. So nice to be with you both today. We're so happy.
2: Um, In our research, you show up as so many things, Kate. I mean, from life coach to talent manager to podcast host, uh, stand up comedian. Uh, What what are you? Who are you? I'm a hyphenet. A hyphenet?
3: Yes. Tell us. don't know anything about limitations, so I act as though I have no limits.
2: Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and, and being part of this very special awareness episode. Um, our main question for this segment is always, what would love do? And previous episodes, we talked about uh, President Trump, uh, the homeless people in Los Angeles. Um, this time, we kind of want to reframe the question and ask you specifically, uh, what did love do to bring you from the dark to the light? Do you want to tell us and, and, and our listeners what happened to you? Yes.
3: Um, my mother, is. she has seven children. I'm the middle child, and we all have different fathers. Um, when I was six months old, my mother gave me away to strangers while my father was gone. Uh, when my dad came home and couldn't find me, my mother wouldn't tell him where I was. So he went through the courts and got me back, brought me home. And when he brought me home, uh, three weeks later, he died of a massive heart attack when oh. I was three years old. Oh. So I was left with the family that didn't want me. My mother soon got a boyfriend. Uh, and when I was four, he um, started raping me. And my mother knew about it. I told her. And nothing ever changed. And the man lived with us until he lived with us for 18 years. Um, <clears throat> but when I was 17, this man, my mother's boyfriend, told me he was going to kidnap me and take me from home. Ohio to Florida and marry me. And I was terrified because I would have rather died. And so I met this man and he asked me why I was so sad. And I told him what was happening because I was desperate and I had nothing to lose. And uh, he said, I know what we can do. He said, you you just told me you've run away 13 times and they brought you back every time. I know a way where you can run away and, and be free because... I'll take you to uh, Jackson, Tennessee. I know a justice of the peace. We'll be married. And uh, when you turn 18 in a few months, I'll give you an annulment, and you'll be free. It'll be platonic. There'll be no no sex, no anything like that. It'll just be marriage in name only so you can get your freedom. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is my savior. This is my way out. Mm. So I ran off with him to Tennessee. We got married. And that night, he raped and beat me. And he did so for the following 18 months and I finally got away from him and uh, Was assisted by a women's domestic violence shelter with the help of legal aid They helped me get a divorce and I got to start my life over and this me too movement hashtag me too has ignited a fury in me that has Has me wanting with my my whole heart my whole self to create a documentary or some kind of a a series for Netflix or, or some kind of medium where we can get the content out into the world because I believe there's a tipping point that is just about to put so much exposure on sexual assault, sexual harassment, and harassment of all kinds, whether it's women to men or men to women, that there's a tipping point where we are about to see a culture transformed
2: wow thank you for sharing this uh, Kate I mean that's to me it's like the question that is raised is how did you get out of all of of this uh, on on every level
3: I just became very very um, involved in a relationship with myself and I was very nervous doing that because I didn't know if that relationship would work out with me
2: self love (laughs) yeah yeah
3: and 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 it was just remarkably easy because I was so fed up with the way it was. I was so fed up of being sexually harassed and assaulted and, and abused. I was just so tired of it that it forced me to either, you know, go big or go home. And so I... I took myself out on dates, I bought myself flowers, I bought myself wonderful lingerie, I wore it just for me, mm. and I learned to love myself so much that I would have to be extremely generous to let a man into my life.
2: Wow. So looking back, um how do you feel now about all those men who abuse you really?
3: I have so much empathy and compassion for them.
2: Okay. I do. How did you do how did you do that? Because that's the hardest part, I guess, no?
3: Well, if I do, if listen, if I'm gonna forgive, I can't forgive them until I can forgive myself. And that's, it, it was kind of a, the, the slow burn about it was, it took me 37 years mm-hmm. to get to the point where I'd had enough. Yeah. And I'm 61 now. Mm. I read every self-help book. I The Secret was a big help because I learned like, no kidding, what I think about, I bring about. So I started stalking my own thoughts mm. Until I would catch myself in the act of a negative thought and then I would switch it instantly and the minute I switched the thought my vibration would soar and the frequency would attract to me all kinds of great things instead of that downward spiral I was headed for and it was. It just takes so much courage and it's like going to the gym, you've just got to go. You've got to eat the raw egg whites, you've got to build the muscles, you've got to have the protein. It's practice, it's practice, right? Metaphorically speaking, yes, all of that. And it's a mental gym and no one can do it for you, you have to do it yourself and until you're willing, nothing can
2: change anything. So, So you've been around in Hollywood. Um, did you ever meet uh, harvey weinstein or hear stories about him i spent three days
3: at a dana point resort at the charlton hested celebrity shoot and my date when when uh, we were there he introduced me to harvey weinstein and every time my date turned his back or went to speak to somebody harvey started asking me extremely personal questions about my date and I, and and sex life mm. i was incredibly embarrassed and very very uncomfortable and i knew who harvey was that he was a big time producer and i was an actress at the time and it it didn't matter to me who he was i i was extremely creeped out and and it just you know it's almost like he's a walking billboard for stay away from me
2: mm. wow and
3: that's the vibe i got from him so you know he didn't get close to me but if if i just had stood still long enough mm-hmm. uh, and wanted something for my career from him I'm sure he would have
2: So now, now you're uh, a comedian yourself mm-hmm. There's a British comedian James Corden, he made some jokes Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Was it too soon or just not funny? I think that the hashtag me movement
3: has jarred and startled and shocked a lot of us into our self worth to the point where no matter what anyone's saying about it, as long as they're uh, exposing the problem, even if it's with humor, Mm -hmm. that it would be acceptable because it's now, guess what, lights are on, cockroaches are scattering. Yes. Hashtag me too. We're onto something here. And I want to ride that wave until there's no more wave to ride. As much as I've been put on this planet to make any change, I want to aim it at
2: that. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Kate. You're a brave, inspirational, and remarkable woman, and we love you.
3: Thank you, Lynn, and I love you and Andy right back. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much.
3: Reporting on all matters of good,
1: kindness, and love. Welcome to Let Love Rule.
2: In light of the hashtag MeToo movement, let's talk about social media and its social impact. Yes, we know social media can be a curse and influence people to vote for... Or against a presidential candidate as we have witnessed the past year it seems that people are easily manipulated but it also has been a force for good remember tweetsgiving tweetsgiving was a project of epic change that sought to demonstrate the power of Twitter and the social web by raising $10,000 in 48 hours to build a classroom at a school in Tanzania
3: I'm challenging
2: president obama my son donald my son eric let's go ladies and then there was the ice bucket challenge social media became flooded with videos of people dumping buckets of ice water over their heads This viral phenomenon, known as the Ice Bucket Challenge, was raising awareness for ALS, commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Everyone from Donald Trump, who actually challenged Barack Obama, to Bill Gates, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kermit the Frog...
4: Being an amphibian, it turns out that evidently getting drenched by freezing cold water could actually make me go totally dormant and my heart could stop.
2: They all have supported the cause. The ALS association didn't come up with the idea of an ice bucket challenge, but they were able to effectively create an emotional connection with their cause. It was former Boston College baseball player Pete Frates who leveraged his local community and friends with the challenge. So here are my three challenges, one to President Obama. Please help the ALS community have a stronger voice in Washington. We need every political ally in order to find a cure. Sharing his story helped spark this nationwide phenomenon. Why, you ask? Well, to sum up, there was an emotional connection, followed by celebrity endorsements. And let's face it, if the cool kids are doing it, others will want to participate too.
3: Okay, this is Homer Simpson and I challenge Flanders Lenny and Flanders again, to do the ice bucket challenge. Oh, and why not? Donald Trump. Oh, 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 boy, oh, that was cold. Oh, but it was all worth it to raise awareness for ALS.
2: And Obama, well, he didn't participate, but he did donate. Okay, let's do this. And now, the hashtag MeToo campaign has shown how the aggregating power of social media can be effective in starting a conversation amongst millions of people. Like in Italy, where women rallied behind a version called Chiella Voltacee which translates to that time when
3: no,
1: no, no,
2: while French women decided to out their harassers by name under balance ton pot, which roughly translates to snitch out your pig
4: après l'affaire Harvey Weinstein c'est mm. un grand producteur aux États-Unis voilà et donc et donc il y a plein de plus ce qu'on fait pas des agressions ou humilliation sexuelle et l'ont partagé sur Twitter son initiative c'est elle qui l'a lancé
2: accompagnée du hashtag balance ton but can a hashtag a meme or any viral moment no matter how widespread really turn into a lasting movement that will create social change and reduce sexual abuse of women maybe I'm Barack Obama, and It's On Us. It's On Us is a cultural movement to fundamentally shift the way we think about sexual assault. Experts say it's going to take a coordinated effort between anti-violence organizations, the media, and Hollywood, as well as concrete actions from each and every one of us, especially men. We cannot be bystanders. We can stop to make sure someone is okay.
4: We can warn someone when their drink isn't safe.
2: And disrupt the situation. We can
4: get someone the cab
2: or walk them home safely. We can make campuses safer for our friends, our roommates, our our classmates, classmates, our our fellow fellow human human
4: beings. beings. We cannot be bystanders. We We
2: can intervene. It's on us. All of us. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Yes, it's the man's turn. This has to become a man's issue because men won't stop unless other men say so. Maybe it's better to let Obama sum up what we can do. Good evening, everybody. Together we can change our culture for the better by ending violence against women and girls. Right now, nearly one in five women in America has been a victim of rape or attempted rape. And more than one in four women has experienced some form of domestic violence. It's not okay, and it has
1: to stop. And all of us, in our own lives,
2: have the power to set an example it's on us all of us to create a culture where violence isn't tolerated where survivors are supported and where all our young people men and women can go as far as their talents and their dreams will take them Thanks, thanks 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 thanks
1: let love rule who doesn't need an extra shot of love
2: Last week, we gave Izzy Ferrante a love shower and he nominated his wife Catherine to be ambushed by us and uh, we have not one, but a couple of major reasons why Izzy loves his wife Catherine. So we're trying to call her right now and see if she picks up. Let's see. And and she'll get to hear those great reasons why Izzy loves her once she steps into the love shower. That's how it works here at Let Love Rule. Hey, there, there you are, Catherine. Hi, how are you? I'm
0: well, thank
2: you, and you? Oh, uh, we're, we're very well here in the studio because we are ready to give you a love shower. Have you ever heard <laughs> of a love shower? No. It's like we're showering people with love in this show, and, and we inspire other people to do the same. So uh, last week, uh, we had Izzy on the show, and we asked him, you know, who should we give a love shower this week? And he said, Catherine. And he gave uh-huh. us yeah I know and it was I mean he gave us a couple of major reasons why we should give you a love shower but before we give the reasons to you you actually have to step into the shower so we're go- <laughs> yeah we're gonna turn it on right here so boom andy turn it on Catherine, are you ready to step into the shower and hear the, re- the major reasons why easy loves you
0: yes
2: okay get in the shower is it not too cold for you the shower no it's that's perfect. That's good. That's good. So this is what Izzy told us to tell you. I love Kat because of her never-ending dedication to her family, her community, and her principles for sharing love. I am impacted by her every single day. It, oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, we ambushed him last week because Frank, his brother, nominated him. And, and he was a little uh, shy in the shower. But once out of the shower, after he heard the reason why Frank loved him, he came up with this, like, so spontaneously in the studio. We all got so quiet because it was so beautiful. And I hope that we had, have it delivered to you in, 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 in the same fashion and, and that you feel the love that Izzy has for you.
3: Well, I feel it every day,
2: but luckily that I'm in the shower, you can't see me crying. Aww. Oh my. Yeah. So we wanted to give you that. That's all we wanted to do here at Let Love Rule. Just shower you with some love dedicated by Lizzie. And, you know, next week we're going to call somebody else. And and maybe you know somebody that you want to nominate that could use that extra shot of love that we give here. And Let Love Rule, and you know, then we'll give him or her also a love shower. Do you have somebody in mind that you want us to call? Um, wow, Uh, let me think about
0: it because I do have a couple of people actually.
2: Oh, okay. Oh wow, then you have have to like pick one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I have
3: to pick one and then I have to look up their number for
2: you. (laughs) Yes, and most of all, very important you have to share with us that major reason or the major reasons why you love him or her so we can, you know, shower him or her next week with your love. I will. I will get that to you as
3: soon as possible.
2: Well, that's perfect, Catherine. And we're so grateful that you had the courage to step into the shower because, you know, we, we know we're just calling up, you know, and, like, you don't know what to expect. Maybe you expect some kind of interview or something, but we're just pushing you into a shower and, you know, it, that can be a little awkward, right?
3: As long as you have a towel when I get out, I'm
2: good. That's perfect. We'll have many towels and you get the towel. Get the towel, yes. Yeah, right, right there. That's perfect. There you go. Uh, nice and
1: fluffy. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> thank you, Catherine, <laughs> for, for picking up the phone and next week we'll call somebody that you nominated. Okay, perfect. Oh, Thank you so much, Catherine. Have a wonderful day you too all right bye 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 bye
1: welcome to let love rule let the branson brothers help you feel good
2: ah this is one of my favorite parts of the show it's where we can teach self-love yeah we love self-love <laughs> that's right and that's why we've created a fun little workshop for you one that you can do yourself at home to discover, awaken or call in your own self-love. And it's real easy. First you pick your favorite love song. Then you search online for the lyrics. And then you change all the you's into me's. And then you take a mirror. Yeah, and you start singing the song to yourself. You want to hear how that sounds? Well, uh, one of our good friends, David Schmidt, did exactly that. He... Um, what song did he take, Andy? His ultimate love song is uh, The Search Is Over by Survivor. So he did what we told him and he mailed us the result. Listen. When I was living for a
0: dream, and loving for a moment, taking on the world that was just my style. Now I look into my eyes And I can see forever The search is over I was with me all the
2: while wow. He's got a good voice, man. Yeah. David, David, we love you, man. We love you. I hope that self-love is is running through your veins now forever and ever. (laughs) See, the the power of this workshop is that um, by changing all the yous into me's, is that you direct all the love you had for another, that external love... Now, you direct all of that, all that love to yourself. Simply by changing the words. <laughs> world. Yes. You should try it and mail us the result at thebransonbrothers at gmail.com. Just like David did. We want to hear how you sing. So, please go ahead and do. Now, Andy, which song are we going to flip for this special awareness episode? Oh, you want to guess? Or should I tell you? Well, you got to play, Andy. You got to play the song. Go go and play. Okay. And it's, it's actually a song this week that has a, a more sexual connotation. Um, but when you flip it? It becomes so powerful. Um, I-, I got the tip from a dear friend of mine in the Netherlands. Um, thank you, Senna. Okay, play the song, bro. I'm just gonna guess. <clears throat> ah, yes. Oh, 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 yeah, Mar- Marvin Gaye. But this is actually like a song to get it on. Let's flip it now and see what happens. Yeah, you have the lyrics? Yeah, right here. Oh, you changed it already. Oh, oh, great. Great. Thanks, Andy. Uh, So I'm going to read it. This is Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on, which is a a pretty sexual song. Um, And now we're going to direct all of that um, to ourselves. So this is what happens. You should sing it. There's nothing wrong. No, I'm not going to sing. There's nothing wrong with me loving me and giving myself to me can never be wrong if the love is true. Don't you know how sweet and wonderful life can be? I'm asking me to get it on with me. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Now, that's powerful. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> that's really good. The, the lyrics are amazing. I mean, really, uh, Andy, good job. Uh, yeah. Well, Senna, really good, good love song, and and flipping that song, wow, powerful. So you know, go ahead, find that love song, find that special love song, and and flip it, and reverse it, and mail it to us. Yeah, the Branson Brothers at gmail.com. so we can play it right here on the show, and 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 you could be an inspiration for everyone else searching for that self-love, activating that self-love. Now, stay tuned because we still got a love inspiration activation moment with Megan Lane coming up.
1: You're listening to Let Love Rule with the Branson Brothers.
2: It's time to activate some extra love now, people. You are listening to a special edition of Let Love Rule, the Feel Better podcast, and we're trying to raise awareness for the hashtag MeToo movement. And this time we thought we should call Megan Lane, One of the things she does is offering coaching to women to build radical self-love. She also coaches men to expand their capacity for love and connection. Hello, Megan. Hi, Len. Hi, Andy. Hey, Megan. Before we begin, uh, we have a big question for you. What's your definition of Hmm. self-love?
0: Self-love to me is just full acceptance, full self-compassion, and really just extending that same positive regard to ourselves that we would to others. You know, when we think of unconditional love, we think of fully accepting someone else, right? Fully accepting Mm -hmm. all of the parts of them, accept them as they are, the light, the dark, the shadow, the positive, all of it. And I think that it's so, so important to extend that same unconditional love to ourselves. And that really means being gentle with ourselves, having self-compassion. When we mess up, not criticizing ourselves, but really just being present and offering ourselves grace and compassion and kindness and forgiveness yeah. and all of those things that we would offer to someone else that we love.
2: Everybody has a moment in life where uh, they decide to make a shift, right? What was your pivotal moment in life, that moment that uh, when you decided to do things differently to become who you are today?
0: That is such a great question. And, you know, I'm actually going to say that it wasn't a moment. Okay. It was... Yeah. Um, I feel like it was really a collection, (laughs) a collection of moments, maybe. Um, My search really began at a young age where I recognized this is not the way that things should be. And I think that, you know, most of my life I've really been on that path of learning to love, learning to open, learning to be in right relationship with others, with the world around me. Um, And that includes not just people, but... I think our whole planet,
2: hmm. you know. Yeah. You have done a, a lot of deeply transformative inner work over the years and you're now sharing that freely with everybody. Um, yes. How did uh, sexual harassment show up in your life?
0: <laughs> you just have such great questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like for so many women, as well as myself, um, it's almost commonplace. And I think, you know, for me, I've experienced so many incidences. I've experienced overt sexual harassment. Um, I've experienced, you know, strangers being very creepy, making me feel uncomfortable. I've actually experienced, you know, being groped and touched in ways that were not consensual.
2: What is the biggest challenge that your students, uh, clients, Face mm,
0: self love, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's yeah, that's a big one, is isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, so what you, what you say, what you do, what, what, what can you share a couple of, of practical steps there?
0: One thing that I always tell people is that you are not broken, you're perfect, you're whole, you're complete. You might still be growing, but you get to love yourself and you get to accept yourself fully. You know, when you feel yourself being your own inner critic when you feel yourself wanting to fix something, when you feel like you're not good enough as you are, when you feel like something's off and if you could just get to this better place, like when you notice all of those things in your life, take a step back and look at yourself and just say, you know what? You're doing the best you can. I love you. I accept you regardless. If you mess up, I love you. If you make a mistake, I love you. And really just getting in that practice of noticing your inner critic and noticing when those parts of yourself come up and bringing it back to full self-love, compassion, and acceptance. And I think the more that we do that on a daily basis, the more it really begins to shift that inner narrative.
2: Is there a shortcut? (laughs) Practice. Practice. Practice, 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 practice. Yeah. 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 I had a yoga teacher one time
0: tell us this parable of her teacher. And people would ask him, you know, how do you do handstands so well? Like, what's your secret? What's the (laughs) trick? And he would say, practice every day. And I feel like that's so important to just really remember, even self-love. Everything that we're working on in our life is, it's just everyday practice yeah every day just showing up
2: but why aren't people doing it in general i mean there's so many people i mean you know you have to practice i mean if if you want to become a football player and you want to be in a super bowl you'll have to practice if you whatever you want to achieve this practice involved so why why don't we take those steps and we know what to do but why don't we do it
0: Yeah, that is such a great question. And you know, I think it really comes back to this sort of underlying thing that we have going on as spiritual beings, we have the ego, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's really hard to sit back and say, hey, what's not working and what's my responsibility? Because then we have to look at ourselves and then we have to look at who we are, where we're coming from, why we're doing the things that we're doing our behaviors, our patterns, our beliefs, our ideas. And once we open that can of worms, it's like, whew, okay, now I'm uncovering years of trauma, of beliefs that were patterned and programmed into me. I'm uncovering years of hurt and pain that I have not looked at. And so I think that practice is so hard because it reminds us that we have to look at ourselves, that we have to do the work. So I think that, You know, the practice is just, it's a constant everyday willingness to show up and to look at ourselves fully. We're not conditioned to look at those things as a culture, you know, we have a lot going on for us. We have a lot of distraction, entertainment, media, consumerism, like all of these things distract us from really sitting with who we truly are, from really having spaciousness in our lives to be present, to be mindful, to be quiet so that we can explore the inner landscape of who we are.
2: It's a it's a journey. So for people who are are ready to to take that journey, what's the first step?
0: You know, I would say it's awareness. Awareness? I would say you know, awareness is sort of the first stage of personal growth. And I think awareness really just comes from exploring yourself, you know, giving yourself yourself space and time. So just get quiet with yourself, you know, maybe it's going up for a hike in in the forest by yourself. Maybe it's okay, yeah. just having a day all to yourself where you just get to ponder your own self, your own state of being. Right. So I think awareness is really the first step in, in growth.
2: Take that day off and, 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 and dedicate that day to yourself. Everybody, I think that's that's the first step to do it tomorrow or no? no, right now, after this podcast is finished. Yes. Take that day off and, and, and it. dedicate it to yourself. <laughs> Megan, thank yeah. you so much for your time and dedication thank to you help so much, you guys. activate the love. Yeah. We're really happy with you. And for people who want to, to know more about you, uh, we'll post your URL in our group chat. And, uh, and Thank uh, you so yeah. much. Again, thank you so much and much, much, much love from us here in the studio.
0: Yes,
2: you too. Bye, you guys.
1: Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Hungry for more inspiration and motivation? Head over to pureloveradio.com and grab your free copy of the introductory audiobook Supervise Me, Law of the Heart by Lynn Branson and Power of the Heart author-filmmaker Batiste de Patas. Want to meditate some more? Subscribe and get access to all of the Love Activation Meditation videos. That's www.pureloveradio.com for more wisdom and love.
2: Yes, that's it. Next week we have another episode of Let Love Rule to Feel Better podcast. And if you feel called, please spread the love of this episode, this special hashtag, Me Too, episode of Let Love Rule. Because, you know what, there can be enough information around, inspiration around, and motivation around. And that's what we're here for. Right, Andy? Yeah, that extra, extra shot of love. That's what we're here for. And remember, you got to let love rule. Who
1: doesn't need an extra shot of love?
3: Heck, I know I do.